0: We got to meet with Washington Commanders Defensive Coordinator Joe Wade Jr. this week, and he made quite the impression. Some of mine coming up on this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome into this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you will get news analysis, one-on-one conversations with me via text message, including... Live text during press conferences like the one we had with Washington Commanders defensive coordinator Joe Witt Jr. So just a little bit of all the great things that expand on what we do here on the program. Become a Locked On Commanders insider at subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com. Country.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday and every once in a while a Saturday along with our everydayers and everydayers. I greatly appreciate you for con- continuing to come through and supporting the program. On today's episode, we are going to hear from new Washington Commanders defensive coordinator Joe Witt on why he chose the Washington Commanders and what to expect from the Joe Witt Jr. defense. We're also going to have a little bit of a recap over the two press conferences. We had: Cliff Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr. I'm going to give you my big takeaways from listening to both men. But first, just like we do with Cliff Kingsbury yesterday, so if you want to hear a breakdown of his press conference Go back to the episode previous to this one. But just like we did with Coach Kingsbury, we're going to hear why Coach Witt chose Washington and head coach Dan Quinn. John Kahn, ESPN. I'm just curious for you,
1: your first shot at this, you know, how excited are you, are you to have your this shot as a defensive coordinator?
2: Man, first off, I'm excited to be here. All right. This is, a, you know, one of the teams that you think about as you're growing up. You know, they won all the Super Bowls as I was growing up and having the opportunity to be here at Washington um, is exciting. To be here with Coach Quinn is exciting. You know you're going to see a man that that's going to energize the whole city not just this football team the whole fan base and so my opportunity to be a dc i've been um, waiting for this for a long time all right um the staff that we put together you know, is a outstanding staff um we have a lot of coaches that come from different trees right? and we did that by design because we want to have ideas outside of what necessarily i've done in my past so uh, we're ready for it um Like I said, it's just going to be exciting times.
0: All right. That was Coach Witt Jr. That's the first comments we got from him on Thursday when we got to sit down with him out there in Ashburn. And I think that right off the bat, right, he gets a question about himself. He gets asked himself, Coach Witt, you know, what are you excited about? How excited are you to finally have this opportunity to be a defensive coordinator? Right off the bat, his first answer, the first words out of his mouth are about the organization, it's about the tradition, it's about the celebration and it's about turning Washington back into a great NFL franchise like it was like it should be and like let's be qu- quite honest with you the NFL is better for when it is on and at, at or near the top of the league there are certain teams in the NFL that just make the NFL better when they're competitive right the Dallas Cowboys unfortunately are one of those teams the San Francisco 49ers the Kansas City Chiefs certainly have been one of those teams but you look at like the New England Patriots and their run and how great it was. Well, now they've fallen down. It's not like the NFL just, boom, couldn't find another storyline to go and follow. But teams like Washington, when they're among the best in the league, you don't need to generate storylines. You don't need to come up with, with sexy names and, and sexy clips and quips. When they're at the top of the league, it's just exciting for the entirety of the of the entire scene. And that's coming from somebody who did not grow up as a Washington fan. So this is coming from somebody who you know just grew up watching the NFL as a whole. It's better believe me when the burgundy and gold are uh, are winning games instead of losing games. And then he goes into talking about Dan Quinn and we've heard a lot of these things about Dan Quinn already, but we just continue to keep hearing them from different people in different arenas and different ways of just how he is as a man, the inspiration he provides to people, how good of a person he is. And then of course the coaching that comes after that. So, I mean, just a lot of things to be excited for uh, coming from coach with junior joining Dan Quinn here in Washington, coming from the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, you heard him say that he's he's been ready for this conversation that's one of the more more popular quotes of his press conference so we're going to kick that off here in segment 1 let's hear the uh the most buzzworthy quote but then also uh to me part of the most impactful quote uh, that he gave of the day obviously you have ties a damn but why do you feel maybe you're ready for this now
2: <laughs> that's a funny question to me uh, i've been coaching in the league for 18 years okay i see a lot of these young guys get opportunities years 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 prior and Nobody really questioned them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been ready. And just the opportunity now has come with Coach Quinn. But a question of my ability to call defense, to structure a defense, uh, to do that, I have full full confidence in that.
0: Coach David Harrison, Sports Illustrated. Welcome to D.C. I want to ask you about Just you you mentioned you know you're ready for this for this position. Mm -hmm. Going back to your career, is there like an assignment or a year that you can look back and say like this is when I knew I was ready to be at DC, just waiting on that opportunity?
2: Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, I probably felt that I was ready in 15, uh, 2015. Um, That that year, um, I you know, I from a package standpoint, I I I had a great idea of what I wanted to do and and how to um, once again. Get at the quarterback and understand how to um, manipulate the fronts and, and and the pressure. So it was probably 2015 when I felt that I was ready, and just haven't had the opportunity since then. All right, so Coach Quinn or Coach Quinn, Coach Witt
0: there, and, and look, I do want to address that question from John. Kime. I've I've worked with John, uh, you know, going on three years now, and, and worked well not with I'm not working for ESPN, but worked alongside of him right uh, on the beat here covering the Washington Commanders. And and for anybody who has any misgivings of it, I promise you, you know, 100. Uh, John Kahn did not mean anything disrespectful by the question that he asked. It's a very normal question to ask. And Coach Witt, you know, it appears anyway that he kind of took it uh, a certain kind of way. And, you know, I certainly certainly get that. You know, everybody kind of perceives things the way they do. I love the answer that he gave, you know, what I mean, when, when he was asked that question. Uh, absolutely. Because while he's talking about, you know, the fact that other coaches with less experience than him and less of a proven track record than him have gotten these types of opportunities ahead of him. It wasn't necessarily coming from a a victim standpoint, right? It was more so of a I've been watching this happen, so that's only fueling my motivation. I think that's really the best way when you feel slighted or when you feel like maybe an opportunity isn't coming your way, and and we all go, you know, through those conversations or through those situations. I talk to a lot of people who. You know, we're trying to get to even where I am in media and I'm not, you know, anywhere near uh, the top of the pecking order, you know, the, the ESPNs of the world or anything like that. But I love where I am and I love where we're going with this network and I couldn't be happier with where I am. But, you know, when I talk to some of these other guys who say like, you know, I, I reached out to this publication or this company and they just ghosted me or they, you know, told me to turn me down and, you know, I don't know what else to show them and all this other stuff. But I tell people, man, all the time is you just got to keep grinding. Right. And, and don't look at it as, oh, woe is me and, oh, man, I should have gotten that and I didn't and now I'm upset about it. Take it as fuel, right? Go forward and and, and work to where you're going to show those people who did turn you out or didn't give you that opportunity that they made a mistake. And that's the, that's the attitude that I sense from Coach Wood Jr. in answering that question. But I do want to make sure that we're clear that, you know, John doesn't need me to, to defend him, right? But I'm going to anyway because uh, there are some people who think that John is being disrespectful in his question there and that's absolutely uh, not the case. Now. You know, if we want to talk about could it have been asked differently or whatever, we all ask questions uh, that could have been asked differently from time to time. So I'm not going to get in uh, to that anyway. But the, the main focus here is coach Whip being ready for this position, right? And he told me that he feels like he's been ready since 2015. Well, I looked back and in that season, he was the secondary and cornerbacks coach for the Packers. They won 10 games, actually defeated Washington in the wild card round. Uh, of the NFL playoffs that year. They eventually fell to the Arizona Cardinals again in 2015. That was head coach Cliff Kingsbury and his best year at the Arizona Cardinals. So he and Coach Witt have a little bit of history there as competitors, uh, if not peers. Uh, so the Packers that year had the 12th best scoring defense in the NFL. Two Pro Bowl players were on that unit, uh, and they were top 10 in interceptions, with 16 of them. In the 2015 season. Now Witt would go on to spend three more years with Green Bay before he eventually went to the Cleveland Browns uh, in the in the as a defensive pass game coordinator and secondary coach, then the same position in 2020 with Dan Quinn and the Falcons. And then eventually he followed Quinn to Dallas in 2021. And now he's followed Dan Quinn to Washington in 2023. So or 2024. So no doubt in Coach Witt's mind, his resume says that he's he's more than ready. He's certainly put in the time. His defensive unit performances have certainly uh shown or you know, shown the markings of of strong leadership and coordination. So I agree. I think Joe Witt Jr. is ready. Obviously, he feels like he's ready. I feel, I feel from commanders fans, uh, this is one hire that nobody is really questioning. And I think there's, you know, for good reason. Uh, I think he and Dan Quinn are, are really working on something good here. And unfortunately, I think Joe Witt Jr., you know. If if all things go the way that we kind of expect them to, I think you're probably looking at no more than three or four years of Joe Witt Jr. being here in Washington before he's out uh, being a head coach somewhere else. And, you know, when that day comes, I'll applaud it for him because I know that he's been working hard for it. But, you know, we'll enjoy having Coach Witt uh, here in Washington while we can. But we're not done hearing. From Coach Witt coming up, we're going to talk about play style versus play scheme. Dan Quinn talked about this a little bit, but so did Coach Witt. And we're going to hear his thoughts coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This bonus episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by DoorDash. What a football season we just witnessed. The whole thing wrapped up with what I thought was a pretty entertaining Super Bowl matchup. As usual, the Super Bowl commercials added a little extra dimension. And DoorDash went all out for game day and DoorDash stuff from the ads to one lucky winner, including cars, snacks, even tax software. Somehow they pulled it off. Wish I could have been the winner. That would have been nice. But either way, there's one heck of a delivery by our friends over at DoorDash, which is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from restaurants to groceries to flowers to gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, low on pet supplies, or just low on time, you can get so much more than you ever realized delivered. Whatever your watch party or anything party you got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season may be over, but there's plenty of sports going on. The school year is still happening and there's winter weather. I just got hit by snow last night. Instead of going out to grab some food, I might just DoorDash. I can think of a million reasons every day to use DoorDash. So hop on the app and make your day a little easier. Get your dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize to your sad friends in San Francisco all on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything you need delivered.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Continuing on with this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders. Your first listener, first view today and every day, especially... On the weekends, every day, or make sure you're coming back on Monday. Mock Draft Monday, we got Damian Parson of Locked On NFL Draft, TDN, A to Z Sports, a little bit of everywhere coming in here to talk NFL draft and NFL scouting combine. He's also going to give us some tips on how to properly mock draft for when we go through uh, this offseason. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel continuing our conversations with Joe Witt junior from his introductory press conference. Those first, uh, first, first batch of questions really set the tone, really liked his atmosphere, the attitude really liked the presence he was bringing into the room. But then we got to the nitty gritty of it. We're talking about play scheme versus play style. Dan Quinn talked about that a little bit in his introductory press conference. Now let's hear what coach Witt, the defensive coordinator had to say as well. I have uh, Standig standing with the athletic. Welcome to town. Um, we obviously got to watch the defense uh, that you and Dan uh, worked on in Dallas. Mm-hmm. People want to kind of know what, what does that mean now? What are you bringing here? Does that you already have a thought in mind of what it exactly it'll be? Or do you need to see more of, hey, who's on this team and then adjust to that?
2: Uh, one thing I could tell you, um, like Dan said, is more about the play style than anything else. OK, we're mm-hmm. going to get that right first and and. One thing that we're going to do, we're going to be a run and hit defense. All right. Uh, we're going to run. And, and, and I just told this to our staff, the defense staff. We had our first staff meeting. Um, the way that we live is not for everybody. Okay. It's not. All right. Cause we're going to run and put our bodies on people in a violent manner. All right. And so we're going to get that play style right first. All right, And then the structure of what we do, um, don't really, don't really doesn't really matter, you know, three, four, four, three, um, everybody really plays the same coverages to some point. All right. Uh, The structure doesn't matter to me. The main thing that matters to me is are we going to be arriving violently? All right. And we're going to turn the ball over. All right. We're going to make sure we disrupt these quarterbacks.
0: Scott Abraham, ABC seven. Welcome to town. You said a violent defense. Mm -hmm. How do you instill that into your guys?
2: Well, every day, you know, when we go out there on the field, The standard is the standard. Okay. I know that's thrown around a lot, but um, part of our coaches and the reason that we've got the coaches that we got uh, was because they are, um, they hold people accountable. All right. They're great teachers first. All right. But if you don't do it the right way, you're going to get called out on it. Okay. There's only one way to do it, and that's the way that we want it done. And if that's not, the way that you want to live, that's fine. Okay. All right. You'll probably be somewhere else, but we're going to do it that way. And, um, and you just have to go do it. You know, it, I don't, I don't have a, a it's, it's, it's easy to say, you know, you can do this and that you just have to go do it. You have to just go work, work, work. I grew up on a farm. My dad, you know, he had a farm and all we know is just to work hard.
1: And in coming here with coach Quinn, that's that, does that help you all jumpstart this defense hit the road, running a little quicker.
2: It does. It does. Um, So we have a base structure of what we want to do, but very similar to what we did when we went to Dallas. OK, everybody just knew when we went to Dallas that we were going to run ATL threes or the Seattle three package. And it was probably fourth or fifth game when they realized oh, they're not doing that. OK, and so what we're going to do, and that's another reason why we brought coaches from different schemes and, and we were very strategic from where we brought these coaches from, because. We're going to build the commander defense. It's not going to be exactly what we did in Dallas, okay? And if you think it is, and you go watch all the Dallas film, all right, good for you. You're going to be mistaken, all right? We're going to build this thing. Um, We have the structure that we want, but we're going to take the ideas from all the coaches that we have on the defensive staff. We're going to do it just like we did in Dallas. We listened to every coach on the staff in Dallas and we built it together. And that's what we're about to do. We're about to build this thing from the ground up with the understanding that we do have a base structure of what we want to do.
0: All right. Talking with Coach Witt Jr. about play style versus play scheme. right? And so really what it boils down to, like Coach Witt was talking about there, is one, the style of play is the style of play disruptive because that's your job as a defense is to disrupt the offense. And is it something that's everybody's on the same page with, right? Does everybody understand it? Does everybody execute it? And does the flow work uh, for everybody on the roster? So coach, Witt says the defense in me run and hit defense. And if that doesn't get you charged up, uh, I don't know what is, because that could, what else is that's, that's, that's football, man. That's, you know what I mean? This is, this is a violent sport at the end of the day, you know, you're not supposed to be out there trying to hurt somebody, but you are out there trying to inflict pain on somebody. You want them to think about the consequences of what they're about to do as an offense. And then on offense, your job is to inflict emotional pain on the defense by not letting them stop you despite everything they're trying to do. So from here, hearing from Coach Wood Jr., that run and hit defense is what uh, he's bringing here to Washington. They're bringing here to Washington uh, should be getting some people's blood pumping pretty well. And it's not going to be for everybody. I, I think that's a really good point. And, and I think that's a really good thing to hear from your coach because the problem with uh, some NFL teams that that fail is you you sacrifice uh, who you are for who you're working with and 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 you know it's it's a delicate balance right when when you talk about this kind of stuff because at the end of the day and you've heard Coach Witt talk about it, you hear Coach Quinn talk about it Coach Kingsbury talks about it doing what these players do the best right now that's scheme wise doing what they do best now stylistically right if I need dogs in there I need dogs in there and if you're not a dog I'm not going to then say okay well I guess I'll do something where I don't need dogs. Because that's sacrificing who you are, not what you do. So, uh, if that if that makes a little bit of sense, he says we're gonna we're gonna run and put our bodies on people in a violent manner. And I think that is uh, again just a really great way of putting things. to take me back to my day, uh, my days being on uh, the SRT, the Special Reaction Team, in, in my in my days in the army. And, and the saying that we had there was speed, surprise, and aggressive action. Now, before aggressive action, it was speed, surprise, and violence of action. Right. So, and I re- I think really that's that's what uh, competitive atmospheres are all about, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's the military, whether it's football, whether it's hockey, whether it's, you know, anything where you're going up against a direct physical foe, speed, surprise, and aggressive action. How quickly can you, can you do what you're doing? We hear coaches talk about running fast, playing fast all the time, right? How quickly can you get to your objective? How quickly can you achieve what you're in there to achieve? Surprise, right? How can you confuse your opponent on the battlefield, whether it's a football field, a hockey rink, or a field of combat, and then aggressive action or violence of action? Um, to, you know, we talked about this last season, guys, like too many times we've seen this Washington team come out and wait for the other team to set the tone and then try to react and try to elevate to that tone versus coming in and setting the tone yourself, have your own tone, march to the beat of your own drum, know who you are and impose who you are on your opponent versus waiting for them to impose who they are on you and then try to stand up to it. So I love every bit of that, uh, strong statements on accountability. I think that's really what uh, a lot of successful organizations have and what a lot of failed organizations don't have is when you see clear examples of players not doing what they're supposed to do, not bringing the effort they're supposed to bring, not maintaining the assignments they're supposed to maintain. And then they're still starting. And not only are they still starting, they're still getting all the reps. They're still getting all the praise. They're still getting put on the posters. They're still getting put on the on the websites. There's no accountability there. And, and honestly, it trickles down. You know what I mean? It trickles down all the way to the practice squad. Like their practice squad guys are out there busting their humps for a fraction of the pay that most of these other guys are getting. They know that they're probably not going to see any playing time all season long, but they're still out there busting their humps, getting injured, getting banged up, bruised up, doing all these things for you. And for what? For the guy who puts in little to no effort, uh, doesn't do what he's supposed to do, doesn't bring the kind of effort he's supposed to bring to get put on a platform put on a poster like it's it's just it's it's a sense of accountability that this team has been missing and certainly needs standard as a standard and if you don't want to be a part of it then go find something that you want to be a part of i think that's a really great part of it now again we're going to hear we're going to find out if the words match the actions right that's going to be the key and that's what's been missing from the washington commanders in recent years is we hear the words we don't see any of the action that follows the words and then i think that uh, something that really stands out too we talk about all the different places this coaching staff is coming from and how they did that on purpose, you know, according to Joe Witt Jr., bringing in minds from across the NFL. You're not going to have the Cowboys defense. You're not going to have the Falcons defense. It's not going to be the Packers defense from Joe Witt's days. It's not going to be the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom defense. It's going to be the Commander's defense. So a lot of great stuff coming from Joe. We're also going to hear from him on his mentality and a little bit of where he comes from. Coming up next on today's episode of Lockdown Commanders, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day this bonus episode of Live Talk commanders is brought to you by nissan are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further ever wonder what adventure could be right around the next corner our friends at nissan have a lineup of suvs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level the 2024 nissan rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes class exclusive google built-in is you're always updating assistant to call on for almost anything gone are the days where you need to connect your phone. You got Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store, all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system, the 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. But Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the Nissan Pathfinder. It has room for eight people, expansive cargo capacity, and advanced availability for four by four. With 284 horsepower, up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is here to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com.
1: Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders bonus episode covering Joe Witt Jr.'s introductory press conference, short defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. And it was hard to pick one last clip, guys, to put on this episode. But I went ahead and I wanted to share with all of you who didn't see the press conference. Uh, when it happened or since a little bit on his mentality of who he is as a coach. You know, I hear kind of the energy and the passion in your voice and everybody has different leadership qualities and mm-hmm. leadership styles. How do you lead men? What what are what are some things you you try to do?
2: First, I want to make sure I'm a great communicator. I want them to understand that I'm here for them. OK, if, if, if we as coaches uh, take the gray area out of it, I believe our players play fast. So um, I'm going to communicate with them. I want them to know I'm a great listener as well. OK, so uh, if they have good ideas. We'll listen. All right. This is a collaborative deal. This is not about me. This is not about the staff. This is about us as a unit playing high level ball. All right. Uh, make sure that the commanders are 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 playing winning football every time we step on the field. And so um, I'm not really a rah rah guy. OK, especially on game day. I believe if you're doing a lot of yelling on game day, you haven't done your job during the week. All right. A game day is for helping the players, teaching the players, putting them in, in the great position. Now, at practice. All right. We're going to make sure we get them going the right way. So you'll see a, a, a big difference between me on the practice field and on game day. On game day, it's all about helping those guys, getting them in the right position because they're trying the butt, their butts off. All right. They're not trying to mess up trust and believe. All right. So um, I want to make sure that we put them in a great position that they can go out there and play fast
0: and it it's very obvious like your your brain works works very quickly when you're thinking about n f l defenses when you have a player that kind of struggles with maybe adapting to a check or a call or something you're you're trying to teach them what's what's something that you gonna do to try to 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 bring that that gap together
2: well if they're struggling um that's our fault okay um so um as coaches we we take this the the brunt of the um, uh, the learning to make sure that once they go out there, they're playing fast. So, um, I'm dyslexic. Okay. So I, I, I always talk about, um, coaching the creative learner. And, and if a guy struggles to learn at times, that is our job to make sure that we teach them in many different facets and many different ways so that that guy can get it. All right, that's our job. That's what they pay us to what they pay us. They don't pay us all this money just to to go in there and and put it up on the board and if certain guys can't get it, no, it's your job to make sure they can get it. And if a coach um sits there and says he can't learn, he probably can't coach. Okay? So, um we'll we'll get these guys to understand what we want them to do and do it in a a a, a very good manner.
0: Hey Joe, Chris Bombaka with USA today. Yes, sir. What did you learn from your dad about coaching?
2: Oh, from my dad. Um man, everything like just the the first thing that I learned about from my dad was, um, this is a people's business and they treat people fairly. Um, that's the connections. Um, my dad was a hard, hard coach, man. Like, like he, he's a hard man to, um, to play for, but his players played a certain style. They ran and hit. They, they were fundamentally sound. And, and that's what I got from him. Uh, I know I'm a back end guy, not a linebacker coach like he was, but he's just, he's what I'm trying to be. All right. I know he he never reached to become a head coach and all that, but the respect that he has whenever he walks into a building, everybody respects him. If he walked in here right now, you would know he was in here because he has that type of command of a room. And um, he's just the man that I'm always trying to aim
0: to be. All right. More from Coach Witt Jr. They're talking about just kind of his mentality, man, and what he's bringing to this organization or right? an organization of that's that's shifting very rapidly to be a certain leadership organization. And, and again, just from my own personal experiences and just, you know, looking at leadership across the league uh, for the years that I've been covering sport, that's the best way uh, to go about it. And that's the most effective way to go about it. So you hear some things from him. There, uh, I think it's really important to understand certain leadership really is all about understanding that again, we, and we've talked about this every day as you're probably sick of me here saying this, but leadership is an act, right? Leadership is not a title. It's not a position. It's not a rank. It's an act. You either do it or you don't, I don't care, you know, what relationship you have to another person. Uh you know, you have, you have bosses, you have managers, you have supervisors, you have leaders, um, you even have role models, right. And role models are not leaders, but role models are the only, the only two positives there are role models and leaders, the rest of them, you know what I mean? They're just, they're just people who tell people what to do. And at the end of the day, that's not much of an influence. So, you know, Uh, You love hearing that kind of stuff. And, 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 and coach Whip putting on himself and his staff, that if a player doesn't understand what they're supposed to do, that's failure on our part, not a failure on their part. But then you also hear previously talking about, if you're not out there doing what you're supposed to do, that means you understand what you're supposed to do. You've been taught. It's been checked. You understand the assignment and you don't go out there and do your job. Then you're not going to last very long. So that, that combination of understanding what your responsibility is and then understand what your accountability responsibility is on the back end of the operation is incredibly important. And again, we'll see if the words meet the actions once everything you know hits the ground running. Uh, but right now the words sound great. You know what I mean? And I hope that you're all taking that that way because it's really good stuff that we're hearing from the group. And we met the group uh, for the first time here uh, now we met Coach Quinn. We met you know, both the, both the coordinators. We'll meet all the assistants next week. Uh, but for right now, I mean, you just hearing those three men, the biggest takeaways again, that servant leadership. I'm not going to hammer that too much harder, but that servant leadership is a big part of this. The second part of it, no single points of failure. Every single coach that we've talked to has talked about the collaborative effort. You've got pass game coordinators, run game coordinators, offense coordinators, and you have a head coach that has the flexibility to go where he's needed and he's not bogged down and tied down to any one uh, single part of the, of the operation. So no single points of failure in this thing. When, if something goes wrong here, guys, you're not going to point to one coach and say, this is your fault. Now you might look to one coach and this is your responsibility. Absolutely. But as far as fault is concerned, there's going to take a lot of people to fail uh, in order for this thing to have to fail. And then finally, aggressive action. You're going to have a very aggressive team. Uh, you're going to have a very physical team, and I think that's the best brand of football. So Washington Commanders fans, I hope you're getting excited, man. I know we have, we have a lot of offseason left uh, ahead of us, but this gives us a really kind of a better, a more clear picture of what we're looking for as far as players to retain, players to go after a free agency, and players to draft, and we're going to get all into that as we get through. Starting again, Mock Draft Monday coming up We got Damian Parson, a locked on NFL draft coming up to talk about some of these players. And we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about a lot of things. So make sure you come back for that conversation and our latest mock drafts. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, just drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly as a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to get in on that. Don't forget to also check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 live streaming sports channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today, and every day, every dayers. Thank you for continuing to come through like you do. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.